and welcome to the Anis Gikuma show where we explore life success principles using the best personal development book of all time, the Bible, among other books, actually. Um, today, uh, the show basically is a combination of thought-provoking, life-changing and encouraging messages prepared with you in mind, as well as some of my favorite songs, some of them which are gospel songs from various artists and also various genres. Uh, just to make sure that we flow together. So stay with me to the end, and I hope you're going to have a good time. Now, if you by any means have missed any of my past shows, you could check me out in any of the popular um, audio um, uh, services. You could check me out on Spotify, uh, on iTunes, and in Google Play Store, and as well as on my website, on my YouTube channel. So basically, the information is out there. We are continuing today with this uh, a theme that I've been working on, which is prayer and basically what we did is i took the uh, the lord's prayer and broke it down into different sessions or different uh, different uh, lines actually five lines and we've looked at our father who is in heaven which is the opening part of the prayer we've looked at your kingdom come which is the second line today we are going to be looking at the third line which is all about provision and you have if you have missed any of this information i want to urge you just go to my uh, to my youtube channel or uh, any social media platforms, if you have Spotify, uh, if you have iTunes, and also on Google, and you can actually find some of that information. And I do hope uh, that you will enjoy it. So today, before we get into today's meet, I've got a quote of the day for you. As you know, I normally prepare a quote for the day for you. And this quote is from a a, a person, uh, he's actually a PhD, a gentleman called Scott J. Huffman, who served um, on the Gordon Conwell faculty of the Mary French Rockefeller professor, uh, as professor of the New Testament. And he said, Idolatry is the practice of seeking the source and provision of what we need, either physically or emotionally, in someone or something other than the one true God. So idolatry, idolatry the art of seeking something or uh, something that we need physically or emotionally from something or someone other than the one true God. He continues to say, it is the tragically pathetic attempt to squeeze life out of lifeless forms that cannot help us meet our needs. Wow. Let me say that again. It is the pathetic, the uh, tragically pathetic attempt to squeeze life out of lifeless forms that cannot help us meet our real needs. Let me ask you this question before we get into today's stuff. Who or what do you turn to to seek your daily bread, whether it be that physical bread, spiritual or emotional? We're going to be digging deep today, so I hope you're going to get, you're getting yourself ready. Let, uh, we've looked previously at two parts or three uh, two parts. Uh, we've looked at our father your kingdom come. And today we are diving deeper and looking at the nature of our Father as the provider, the source. Now, I normally start off with a scripture for the day or rather the scripture in which I have based my uh, the conversation on. And the first, the scripture that I'm going to be reading for you here is when uh, the, apostles, uh, the, the disciples of Jesus came to him and asked him, Master, teach us how to pray or how we should pray. So I'm going to read that to you and then we're going to be getting into uh, a bit of diving in on the specific line. And so our reading comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 to 15, and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. And it says, verse 7, 
And when you pray, do not use meaningless、uh, repetitions as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So do not, like them, pray as they do, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way,、uh, which is a model or, or pattern. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is, set apart, kept and treated as holy and revered. Verse 10 Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 11. Give us this day our daily bread. 12. And, give us, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. 13. And do not lead us into temptations, but deliver us from all evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. 14. For if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the, which results,、um, with the result that it inter,、uh, interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. I tell you what. I think there's a very key highlight there that the response of God to your need or to your prayer heavily relies on your level or your depth of forgiveness. He has clearly stressed that out. So I, I want to start off with a very simple prayer, if you will, with me.、Um, pray this with me. Father, today let us have more of you. Provide for us the daily bread that we need in this session. That we may become more and more like you, more like the sons that you, and daughters that you have created us to be. To get into that groove,、uh, actually, as we get into today's message,、uh, so let's get into today's message. And we want to get into what did Jesus mean when he said, Give us this day our daily bread? By definition, a father is a source of, or, or, or a provider for nourishment, protection, among other daily necessities. The Lord's Prayer, in the Lord's Prayer, we see that Jesus identifies our Heavenly Father as the source of our nourishment. Since we have looked at the nature of our Father, as in the Father Himself, we are going to, die,、uh, to drive straight and ask, What did Jesus mean then by our daily bread? What did Jesus mean by our daily bread? And we ha- have different parts where I will discuss with you. And hopefully, by the time we finish here, you'll see that whenever you pray that prayer, our Father who is in heaven, it's not just a mere repetition of words, but rather pray with understanding as well. So, number one, bread represents the necessities of life. So, when I ask my Father in heaven to give me this day my daily bread, otherwise I might also be asking, provide for me what I need today to survive. Now, by understanding that we communicate to God、uh, through prayer, does that mean that when we ask for our daily bread, it will just magically or miraculously appear? I don't think so. Because even in the, in the beginning, it says, and God said, let there be, and then he went on and he actually physically did things and he created. Now, if then, by asking, if things appeared, that would be against the law of sowing and reaping, the law of karma, as some of them would call it. Therefore, we need faith to pull down the provision, that which is in the spiritual realm, 
And we also need to work physically, okay? We need to exert ourselves to manifest what we are expecting, okay? So you have, you see that two levels of uh, uh, intertwined relationship. One is spiritual, psycho-spiritual, and the other one is actual physical. James, the brother of Jesus, in James, uh, in the book of James chapter 2, verses 24, he said, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Okay, so it's not just by believing. You've got to do something. You've got to exert yourself. So when I'm asking, give me this day my daily bread, I don't just lay down and expect it to show up. I then need to move and engage with creation. Food for the biological body comes through the service one to another or you doing something, engaging with the physical world or the physical earth. The Bible has recorded miraculous provisions Supernaturally, Elijah was fed by crows, okay? But for the most part, the transaction is necessary, okay? Uh, is necessary to make the provision correct or by law. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Hard work always pays off. Yes, hard work. And by hard is not necessarily by force, but it requires an element of exertion. He goes on to say, mere talk puts no bread on the table. There we go. We see again the combination of the two, faith and works. So you need to have faith in that that which you're expecting is going to come, but you also have to have the courage to step out and work. Psalms 145 verses 15 and 16 from the ESV. The eyes of all look to you, meaning God, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, you satisfy the desires of every living thing. Indeed, I tell you what, if you will move out of your comfort zone and go after that bread that has been provided for you, you are going to meet with it. It's going to find you. You are going to find it. So let's look at the, num the second uh, meaning of the word bread or where we could apply it. And the second uh, uh, word meaning or what Jesus meant by the word bread here is spiritual food. The word bread can, uh, or is actually seen as spiritual food through the scriptures. And so let's get into it. Uh, when Jesus was being tempted, as it's recording in Matthew uh, chapter 4 verses 3, he was tempted because he was hungry. Okay, um, and he was told, uh, he was told by the by the tempter to turn stone into bread, right? And he responded by saying, "Man shall not live by bread alone." Now that's an acknowledgement of the need for the biological food, okay? But by every word that comes from the Father. Now there we see another type of food. One is biological, which was being tested by, but another one is etherical or energetic in nature, which is the word of God. We see the acknowledgement there of the biological uh, with major emphasis on the word as the spiritual food, which is more vital for the survival of the individual and therefore for the species. Man is a spirit being made in, an, uh, in a spiritual body who lives in a biological suit made of dust 
Now, man also has a soul or is a soul. It is your soul that interacts between the spirit and the physical to bring, back, to bring forth consciousness. The spirit of man cannot feed on biological food. Neither can you feed the biological man with spiritual food. The soul is educated uh, of the difference of the, the, the difference between the spiritual and the physical. So therefore we enjoy both, so we can enjoy both the physical and the spiritual with understanding. So the people who are too spiritually uh, inclined, they become biologically or physically almost inactive. So they're too clever, too spiritual for their own good. And the people who are too materialistic, uh, who believe only in the physical earth, now they simply, they get stuck in the physical realm uh, not acknowledging the spiritual aspect of man. And I hope that you obviously uh, are expanding or a continuously growing man. Faith is the language that is well understood by the spirit. That's why Paul said that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word, the word of God or that which is good. Words therefore become a conduit or an instrument through which the spirit of man feeds on. Words communicate vibration. That vibration is what affects your mood. Mood is not necessarily a tangible thing, but you can feel it. If you want to know whether you're in a high state or a low state, you will say, I am feeling down. What do you mean by you're feeling down? That is the mood. That is the energy you're trying to express where your feeling is at. And that's an indication or you're probably uh, using or feeding on the wrong food. Let me ask you this question. How does your, uh, your psycho-spiritual diet look like? Have you examined your psycho-spiritual diet recently? Is it full of doom and gloom and negativity, especially now in the lockdown? What words are you feeding your children with? What kind of food are you feeding their spirit? Is it of pessimism and negativity? Or is it of hope and love and a future and a brighter tomorrow? Number three, bread represents Jesus Christ as the sin offering. He himself as the bread of life. And in John chapter 6, verse 32 to 33, he said, Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but my father gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus here is referring himself as the bread that we need. So whenever you're praying, Lord, give me, Father, give us this day our daily bread or give me this day my daily bread. You're actually asking, give me a portion of yourself. Give me uh, from a spiritual perspective, from a word perspective. A revelation that will help me conquer this day. Jesus often spoke of himself as the bread of life, the truth, the only begotten of the Father, especially in the Gospel of John, which is my favorite gospel, by the way. He identified himself as one through whom the sin of the world will be taken away. In fact, that was a confirmation. Isaiah had talked about him uh, in that light, and also John the Baptist also said that he is the way maker. Jesus Christ gave the bread and wine a symbol of his body and his blood to his disciples 
uh, and commanded them that they should do this as often as they meet. And in doing so, put him back together or remember him um, because of the way he lived. Next time you pray the Lord's Prayer, consider that you, when you ask, when you ask of the daily bread, ask for sufficient portion of Jesus to be deposited in your spirit and expressed through your soul that you may become a brighter light, that you may gain a brighter consciousness, that you may become a bit more like your Father who is in heaven. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Now, you and I, I'm not perfect. That's why I'm a Christian. Because he did not die for the perfect people. He died that he may teach us how to become perfect. That we may walk as he walked and do greater things than he did. Now, we've looked at bread being a physical, biological need. uh, Something that you and I need for our, our daily sustenance. We've also looked at the Bible, uh, the word, of the, the the bread being the word of God or spiritual food. We've looked at Jesus saying that He is the bread of life. Now, He, when you're walking with Him, when you're taking communion, you're partaking part of Him, so that He can be put back together in you or remembered in us. And we are looking at point number four: bread represents the family of God through Jesus Christ. Bread represents the family of God through Jesus Christ. Now, if you believe in Jesus as the firstborn of all creation and his completed work through the cross of Calvary, where he earned you and me the right to be called sons or daughters of God, children of God. By the way, if you call yourself a son of God in the old days when he was alive, you would you were, you'd have been stoned to death. But he says, to those who believe, uh, John chapter 1 verses 12 to 13. But to as to as many as did receive and welcomed him, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name, Yeshua HaMashiach, 13, who are born not of blood, natural conception. So we're not talking about here about your basically physical body, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that which is of a natural father or dad, but of God, that which is of divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Wow, that is big stuff. You and I, our family. If we believe in Jesus Christ, that he came, he was born of a virgin, he lived on the earth, he was, uh, he died on the cross and resurrected, you now therefore are qualified, or rather you are born, you are trans- spiritually transformed and renewed and sanctified. In the book of Acts chapter 9 verses 3 to 4, it says, and this is about Paul, as he traveled he approached Damascus. This is Paul when he was so. And suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and the majesty of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? This is Jesus speaking to Paul. 
But Paul was not beating up Jesus. He was beating up Christians or followers of Jesus Christ. So, but Jesus here refers to those that Paul is persecuting and killing as himself. You and I, we are the body of Christ. We are the family of God. Romans 12 verse 5. So in Christ, we who are, are many are one body. And each member belongs to one another. You see, in this day and age, and especially with the, uh, with the lockdown, you've seen a lot of fear. We've also seen a very clear de- demarcation or differentiation between uh, the white preachers and black preachers. People who are openly rejecting the family of God. It has never been clearer. So if you are from, uh, if you have been following a man of God or a woman of God on a religion particularly that tells you these people are inferior in any way, yet they confess the same Christ, well, realize that you're in the wrong side of the boat because in Romans 12, 5, it says, So in Christ we are many, are one body, and each member belongs to one another. 1 Corinthians 12, uh, chapter 12, verses 12 to 13 says, For just as the body is one and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, from only one body, so it is with Christ. Verses 13. For by one Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, spiritually transformed, united together, whether Jews or Greeks, whether blacks or whites, whether Gentiles or Hebrews, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink one Holy Spirit. Since the same Holy Spirit fills each life. You and I are one body through Christ. We are family. The body of Christ is the bread of God. The bread of God is family. Today we've looked at um, the so- uh, our Father as the source of the nourisher, the sustainer, and provider. We went a little bit deeper into understanding what Jesus meant by saying, give us this day our daily bread. And we've seen that the daily bread represents, one, your daily necessities. Number two, the word of the bread there represents spiritual food, which is the word of God. Number three, the daily bread represents Jesus Christ himself. Number four, the bread of God represents God's family, you and I. I'm going to leave you with these points because we've come to an end of my time. And by the way, I want to always be grateful to a man I call the legend, Raymond Medwinter. If you're listening to him, thank you so much for giving us such an opportunity. Three takeaway points from today. Number one, approach your father, our father, with high expectations. He will not disappoint you if you have faith. Number two. The word of God is your spiritual food. Now, God, though he knows your daily needs, he needs you to speak it. Because your confession is your profession. And your profession will produce your provision. Number three, we are God's family on the earth. And the purpose is to bring heaven on earth. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's message. And that you've gotten a portion of your daily bread today. If you've missed any previous shows, link us up online, on YouTube, on podcast. Uh, I have a podcast on Podbean. You could check it out on iTunes and other platforms where you can find this information. In fact, 
Follow me on Facebook, why not, on Twitter. And let's keep the conversation going. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I'm hoping uh, that you'll join me again next week as we go on to forgiveness.